So we'll go ahead and get the meeting started. We'll call the meeting to order. Can you do roll call, please? Thank you, Vice Chair. Councilmember Halter? Absent. Councilmember McReynolds? Here. And Vice uh, Chair Sanchez Palacios? Here. Thank you. We will move on to the approval of committee me meeting. Ugh, committee minutes for May 30th, um, 2023. Move to Any? approve. Thank you. And I'll second that. Councilmember McReynolds? Yes. Chair Sanchez Palacios? Yes. Okay, and with that, we will. Um, Turn it to staff for the fiscal year 2023 annual comprehensive financial report and financial statements. Uh, good evening, Ms. Uh, Chair um, Sanchez Palacios and Councilmember McReynolds. I'm Greg Morley, the Chief Financial Officer of the City of Ventura. I have with me Mr. Jason Williams. We're going to talk about the results of the 2022-2023 uh, financial audit, and uh, it doesn't say it on here, but we're going to also discuss the results of the annual comprehensive financial report. Um, so the purpose of the audit is uh, there are several reasons for it. Planning and risk assessment, testing of internal controls, review of accounting system, individual fund summaries, and sampling analysis and confirmations, development of financial statements, review and iterative revisions, and a final audit opinion and recommendation, which we'll present tonight. So what was new on the audit this year? That first bullet point, that isn't something new. It, it, the audit was a continuous, ri continued rigorous combination of both legacy and acquire firm audit requirements. Uh, it took several months, it always does. Uh, we normally start the audit in about June of every year. And it, uh, if you can complete the audit by December of any year, you're doing a really, really good job. Uh, it's not um, the fault of anybody that it might take longer than that. Um, it's because of communication between us and our audit partners. Uh, the uh, big change to the audit this year was with our Governmental Accounting Standards Board um, statement number 96, which is the implementation of, and it's very similar to another implementation we did last year, it was GASB statement number 87. But the uh, GASB 96 statement was with regard to leases subscription-based IT arrangements. Um, it required a one year of recorded as long-term liabilities or assets. Uh, what that involved was the uh, accounting for um, subscription agreements for hardware and software um, support agreements. And um, uh, well, support agreements as well as subscription agreements and maintenance agreements related to all of the different kinds of software that we operate here at the City of Ventura. It, it placed a significant effect on our accounting for our new enterprise resource planning system that we're 
in the process of implementing. Audit results. We received an unmodified clean opinion. Uh, what that means, you know, our financial statements are presented fairly in all material respect in accordance with accounting principles generally accepted in the United States. Uh, financial statements are materially, materially correct and reported in compliance with Governmental Accounting Standards Board. No material misstatements. That's basically that no material misstatements, that's what an unmodified clean opinion means. There's no material misstatements. With regard to the report on internal controls, no material weaknesses or deficiencies were found in our internal controls. There's no instances of noncompliance require, uh, as required by the government accounting standards. Uh, significant audit findings, again, no significant or adverse findings or issues. Financial statements are neutral, consistent, clear. Uh, no significant difficulties in working with management or completing the audit with staff. So we had some, this is just some summary of some things that we found. So we had some gains in, in long-term financial planning. Uh, plan, some of those gains were uh, consistent with some of the things that we've spoken with the council about before. We continued our um, uh, process or our, uh, it's more or less just in, uh, uh, what I want to call it, um, uh, it's a standard process for us every year to make a, an upfront payment of our unfunded accrued liability with the California personnel, uh, uh, California Public Employees Retirement System. Uh, we started doing this about oh, six years ago. Um, and it was just uh, one of the steps. It was actually the very first step we took in satisfying a budget principle that said we were going to try to do everything we could as a city to um, address our unfunded liability and to reduce it. Um, so what we started doing was we started uh, making that upfront payment of our, unaccrued, our accrued, unfunded accrued liability about six years ago. By doing so each year that you do it, you save about three to 3.5% of interest costs. But it's a gift that keeps on giving because what it means is when you do it in one year, it actually affects all of the unaccrued liability requirements for future years. So that 3% that you see in savings for that one year, it carries on. So uh, we've been doing that in cash alone. We've saved about $3 million in, in the last six years doing that. Um, but again, a gift that keeps on giving, uh, it's going to save us some cash out, uh, outlays in the future as well. Last year, we made an additional discretionary payment, $10.56 million towards pension liabilities. Uh, that resulted in uh, significant budget savings over the ne next five years. And we've got continued strategies and actions to improve the funding, pension funding ratio. Uh, changes to reserves, the general fund committed catastrophic reserve increased by 6% to $22.6 million after last year's activities. Water system operating and capital reserves decreased by 29% uh, to a combined $28.2 million. Looks like something that's huge. Uh, it's related to the um, activation of Ventura Water Pure capital projects. There was a significant amount uh, of additional spending last year. As than there was in years before that. Um, something that attributes to the success of the audit and the annual com comprehensive financial report that is actually highlighted in the audit, uh, in the management discussion analysis, is 
the awards that we get. Um, we received the award from the Government Finance Officers of America, Certificate of Achievement in Excellence in Financial Reporting. That's, a, that's an award for the annual Comprehensive Financial Report itself. Uh, General Fund Officers of America Distinguished Budget Presentation Award in the uh, California Society of Min uh, California Society of Municipal Finance Officers Operating Budget Excellence Award. And I'm going to turn this over to Mr. Williams so that he can talk about some of the individual schedules that we'll we'll see. There's about four of them in the rest of the presentation. Good evening. Um, <clears throat> What we have um, here in this slide is um, our government-wide activity summary, which is just um, a, a summary of um, government activities, uh, business-type activities, and total government-wide activities. Um, as you can see in the, um, the, the first row, we're, we start with our net position um, for each of the government activities, business-type activities, and in total. Um, at the bottom, um, the second, uh, second row to the bottom, there's our ending net position. Um, and um, this is all reflected based upon the activity you see in between the um, revenues minus expenses, um, the transfers in and out between the government activities and business type activities, which ultimately re result in a change in net position um, in total um, of 10.8 million, ending in um, a net position of th um, 359.6 million dollars. Um, uh, related to that, there's also our um, ending cash investments. Um, for um, government-wide activities, I mean, in total is um, $314 million is the end, um, is what um, uh, cash investments ended at um, for the end of um, FY23. Um, here is um, our government-wide activities statement of um, net position, and it um, just gives you the ending net position and the ending cash investments by fiscal year for the last five years. And um, as was noted in the prior uh, um, slide, um, ending net position for 2023 is 359.6 million, and ending cash and investments is 314 million. And um, here we have um, our um, general fund revenues and expenditures. Um, um, so essentially what we're looking at is the changes in fund balance over the last four years. Um, at the top, we have the beginning fund balance. Um, for instance, in FY23, it was 80.1 million to begin with. And at the end, we ended at 66 million. And that was based upon the, the activity you see there, the revenues um, minus expenses of seven, um, um, a negative 6.6 .6 million and um, internal transfers of 6.5 million, which ultimately resulted in a change in fund balance of 14.1 million for the year. And here is the um, general fund balance. Um, this is so. Gen this is taking the general fund balance you noted in the prior um, slide, um, but and just breaking it out by category. So for non-spendable is essentially our prepaids and inventories which changed by, um, um, reduced by 200,000, are restricted, externally restricted, there was no change. Committed are those things um, committed by city council, um, which was reduced by 2.6 million, are assigned, um, uh, um, dedicated specific projects by city policy, was reduced by 5 million, and our unassigned fund balance um, was reduced by 10.8 million, again resulting as in a, um, a, a reduction of 14.1 million dollars in 
um, fund balance um, to $66 million at the end of FY23. This is a receive and file, so there's no recommendations to vote on. Thank you. Did you have any questions? Uh, I have two questions. Well, three questions. Uh, so next, the ERP program, the workday. Yes. Is there an? Sorry. Is there any concern? I, I know there's not a concern. I mean, is it? Do you get credit for switching to a newer financial system or anything like that, or? I, the credit is kind of intangible. The credit is going to be that it's going to enable us to uh, be a lot more efficient and effective in creating the annual comprehensive financial report, as well as the audit the auditors are going to be able to do their work a little easier. Okay. And then uh, in regards to the Ventura Water Pier, the uh, overage, the $182 million, Yes. How does that get reflected in the... Uh that, proje that projected change in the cost of that program isn't reflected in the financial statements. It won't get reflected in the financial statements until we start seeing more of the activity actually occur. We might see some reflection at the end of uh, uh, FY 2024 when they do that audit. And then does the auditor have a concern over the size of the overage or anything like that in terms of budgetary controls or... No, they, they didn't mention anything like that. Now, they did, they were able to see the estimates at the time. You know, this was based on June 30th of 2023. So they were able to see the estimates of the costs at the time in our CIP plan um, and in our, some of our CIP spending plans, but they weren't concerned and, and didn't make any statements about it. Now, back to your first question, there may be a, that might be reflected in the upcoming budget that we propose. Some of the changes in costs that you were discussing might be reflected in the upcoming budget that we propose, right. depending on the timing of the completion of the projects and the construction more than anything else, and, and how that spending plan equates into our budget for next year. And then my last question is on slide eight, I think, which was the, will, will there be a pension transfer this year? Um, we have, we just got this done and we haven't been able to really analyze the, uh, eff the effects of the um, committed fund balance and the unfunded uh, or the uh, unassigned general fund balance to find out what, whether we're meeting our target reserve amounts as, as opposed to our uh, annual general fund operating expenses. So we haven't, we haven't been able to do the calculation yet. If there is a significant amount of excess uh, unassigned general fund balance, we will try to do that, yes. Yeah. Those are my questions. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I, I had a question about the, but you already answered it, so we're, okay. we're good. Thank you. Um, and this is a receive and file, and there's nobody in the public, so no public comments, or do we get any writing, any written comments? We did not. No? Okay. So we'll move on to item number three, which is the fiscal year 2024 budget workshop, number one. Right, so please don't mind us as we do a little bit of musical chairs. Um, we are now joined uh, by Mr. Daryl Brumley, our financial services manager. I am Pam Townsend, your assistant chief financial officer, and joined with Greg Morley, our chief financial officer. And we're going to give you a quick overview of budget workshop number one. 
So just a quick refresh on the budget process timeline. Uh, last Saturday, you may recall, there was city council goal setting. Uh, those goals, once they are adopted, are gonna help guide us during our budget process. Uh, February 13th is budget workshop number one. On March 19th, budget workshop number two and the adoption of the CIP plan. On April 23rd, we are going to come back to council with a proposed budget. On May 14th, we'll be there for budget workshop number three. And if all goes according to plan, on June 11th, we will adopt the budget. A little bit of background for the budget. Uh, the budget process is really governed by rules outlined in city charter. The two biggest things are that by May 1st, a budget proposal must, a budget proposal is due, and by June 30th, we have to adopt the budget. Um, you'll notice our timeline is of course in line with that, but uh, these dates are always important as we are developing the budget. We also developed the budget in accordance with Financial Policies Overview <coughs> APMP 14.7. Um, that is reviewed every year. We do include it um, as an attachment when we come to City Council, but we do review this policy every year. And a quick reminder, a few years ago we adopted some budget principles that really help guide our budget development process. I won't read all of them unless you'd like me to, but I do want to highlight the first two. Um, the first is to promote long-term financial stability through pension cost monitoring, and the second is to incorporate assumptions for employee vacancies and resulting savings in the budget. The city of Ventura is like most organizations where the personnel costs are a huge portion of our operations budget. And so as we consider budget development, we really wanna keep an eye on these two things because any significant changes that we make in our planning can affect um, our budget significantly. So I also wanted to provide you with a little bit of context about what our fund structure looks like here at the city. So we have about 34 different active funds. So here are our budgetary funds. We've got governmental funds. The largest and most discretionary of that is going to be your general fund. We also have special revenue funds, which include but are not limited to things like transportation, gas tax, our assessment districts, Measure O, and others. Uh, we also have capital project funds, um, debt service funds. And on the other side, we have proprietary funds which include our enterprise funds, water and wastewater, and also our internal service funds, which include things like IT, fleet, facilities, and others. A reminder, all 34 funds must be budgeted, balanced, and maintained separately. So I also wanted to give a little bit of context for what it means to put a budget together. So the budget is made up of two primary components. On one side of it, you've got things like property tax, sales tax, utility tax, permit fees, fines, TOT, transient occupancy tax, business license, water rates, voter initiatives, and a bunch of other things. I mean, we've got hundreds of revenue categories here at the city, but just for a little bit of background, those things make up your revenues. On the other side, we've got our existing core city services, uh, costs relating to our employees, like our MOUs, our pension costs, hiring costs, any new initiatives that we want to embark upon, um, changes in economic conditions, our CIP plan, changes in technology, emergency repairs, and hundreds of other things. These things make up the expenditure side. And those two things together need to balance, and they result in the proposed budget. So what does that mean, really? <coughs> think, of it like, think of it like a scale. So on one side, you've got your revenues and you've got your expenditures. 
And we'll just walk through a hypothetical. This is a very simple um, scenario and not reflective of any particular fund, but just on one side, imagine we have property tax, and we have sales tax, and we have charges for services. And on the other side, we've got services and supplies, and we've got salaries and benefits. And in this very simple, straightforward example, you can see that our revenues are equal to our expenditures, and we balance. This fund is a balanced fund. But we know that things always happen, and so let's just say, using that exact same hypothetical, that we've got our revenues and our expenditures, and property tax came in exactly as we expected. It's chugging along, our estimates were spot on. But maybe, maybe, sales tax came in a little bit lower than what we expected. And maybe our charges for services came in a little bit under what we expected. And on the opposite side, let's say services and supplies exactly as we expected, as were salaries and employee benefits. But let's just say that PERS had a really bad year and now we have rising pension costs that we need to plan for. As you can see, now we have un an unbalanced fund. We cannot propose this fund. We cannot propose this budget to you because this fund is out of balance. So one of these two things is going to have to be fixed. Either expenditures must be lowered or revenues must be raised. So this exercise is performed across all 34 funds and when we come to you with a proposed budget, this exercise is done across every single fund here at the city. So some things that we're considering, uh, we are anticipating and properly planning for the second year of our three-year labor agreements. Um, we are also just regularly evaluating um, economic conditions as they relate to the budget. So we do significant revenue and expenditure analysis throughout the year, um, and we're monitoring those things um, so that when we propose a budget to you, it has the most um, up-to-date uh, expectation. And we also are considering the impact of changes to pension uh, cost <coughs> funding. So a quick refresh on some uh, future dates that are important. March 19th is our second budget workshop. We're going to update revenue projections. We're going to give you a high-level summary of new spending requests. And we're going to allow for an opportunity for City Council input. On April 23rd, we will come to you with a proposed citywide budget. Uh, where we will show general fund, utility funds, measure O, capital funds, um, and a summary of all of the other funds. We're also going to give you a five-year forecast of the general fund. On May 14th, we'll have the third budget <coughs> workshop. Oh. Oh. And on June 11th, we will adopt the budget. Um, allow me as I go backwards, uh, because these slides got out of order. But another date that I do want to highlight um, is not necessarily budget related, but they do kind of tie together. On April 9th, we're going to come back for the user fee updates. So we have an annual public hearing for user fee updates. Um, we are in an even year, so this is the year where we will do a comprehensive fee study. We are in that process now. So we wanted to highlight that because some of those changes do lend themselves to part of the, the budget. And I also wanted to give you a quick overview, um, an update on where we, where we are with the investment plan. As you may recall, a few years ago, we put together a one-time investment plan. Um, we had $24.7 million that we originally earmarked for various uh, investment items. I have listed them out here. I won't go through each one of them unless you have any specific questions. I'm happy to. Um, but this was our original earmark. As we've gone through the budget process, 
um, we have made some adjustments. So highlighted on here, um, all of these adjustments were actually made last month uh, by City Council. So community beautification, for example, we took $551,665 and $880,000 from the Wedgwood Event Center, and we moved that to library funding. That was per council action last month. And the same is true with the City Hall repairs and build out. We removed $743,121 um, and moved that to peer repair. This is now, <coughs> this is now our total reserved uh, for each of these uh, plans. And then separately, we wanted to show you how much we've committed year to date because we had an earmark, things that we think we want to spend monies on, but maybe we didn't have an exact project or something allocated to it. This column here identifies specifics, um, specific projects that had been allocated and committed towards these uh, focus areas. And when you subtract our total reserved minus our total committed, that leaves a remaining uncommitted balance of 2.9 million. And I did want to give you just a quick update on pensions. Again, I know that because um, pension costs are such a large part of our um, budget, especially in the general fund, I wanted to give you just a quick synopsis. Uh, this is a just quick snapshot of where we stand as of the valuation report ending June 30, 2022. Um, as you may recall, uh, I think actually this time last year, I came to council with an ADP update. Um, the valuation report for June 30th, 2022 is our most recent one. We received that in July or August of 2023. And this is the valuation report that feeds into our FY25 budget. So we have two plans. We've got our safety plan, which is essentially all sworn um, employees, so police, fire, and then miscellaneous. Uh, that just hap so happens to be the name of our CalPERS plan, but it is essentially all other non-sworn employees. Um, total members, 571 in safety, about 1,200 in miscellaneous. Um, I won't read through all of these numbers unless you'd like me to, but um, when you're really looking at this, a lot of focus tends to be put on our funded ratio, which is essentially just our market value of assets, essentially what our current value of our plans is versus our total liability that we're going to have to pay out or they estimate we're going to have to pay out. And right now for safety, we're looking at about 60.8. And for miscellaneous, we're looking at about 73.2. So I wanted to show that over time graphically. So recall the last time I was in front of council, um, we showed this huge, huge uptick uh, between valuation report ending 2020 to 2021. And we said at the time, please don't get too excited about that. We know that next year is going to be a rough year with significant losses in the market. Lo and behold, that is exactly what happened. Um, so you will see this very large increase and this very significant decrease. Um, one thing that I do want to highlight, however, um, in our last presentation, Mr. Morley mentioned that we made a $10.6 million ADP. I think it was $10,564. 353, something like that. Approximately. A approximately, give or take. Um, had, we, had we not made that, our funded ratio for safety would have been 58.6. So a plan less than 60% funded gets us into a, a little bit of an uncomfortable position. So I'm really 
grateful that we made that decision and we were able to um, increase that funded ratio. And with that, I'm going to send this over to Mr. Brumley to give you a quick update on the financial update. Thank you and good evening. <clears throat> slide. Oh, sorry. So on this slide, what you see here on the left side is four years of actual revenue compared to actual expenditures. On the right side, you see the current projected revenue versus expenditures versus budget. And this is just Could a you more go back detailed one? look. Could you go back one? Yeah, I was just trying to take it in. How, how much is revenue up 23 to 24? What does that represent? About $5 million? The revenue increase between 23 and 24. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's between five and six million dollars. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay, this slide just shows you a more detailed look of what you saw on the first slide there. Um, the important thing to point out on this slide is that revenues are projected to come in slightly above budget, and we do not expect to meet all of the prior year resources. I'm sorry, can you go back one? So on property tax, why are you expecting it to go down? So based on our first receipt of property taxes that we received in December, it is slightly higher than last year. And if we uh, sorry, extrapolate that out, it just equals a higher. Is that the 36? I'm sorry. So the th I'm looking at what I'm going to call the third column revised budget fiscal year 24. So that's the, let's call that 34.8 million. And then what's the uh, 36 point, uh, the second to the last column? That's our estimate for receipts this year. So we're estimating that we're going to receive so more we're than we're we in budgeted. fiscal year 24. Yes. Got it. Okay. We're, we're anticipating that our property tax rate has increased by increase. five million dollars over last year. Got it. So sales tax is down two million. Okay, and what you see here is a detailed look at our expenditures by category. Um, again, expected to come in $5.7 million under budget in total. Uh, can you go back to that previous slide, please? And also the total year in spend, it's at the very bottom line there, 11298 mm -hmm. That's compared to the actual revenue we expect to receive. Who charged $12 on the credit card? Who charged $12 on the credit card? <laughs> I'm sorry, I have terrible hearing. Okay, so what you see here is the lunch <laughs> It's, it's our measure O fund, um, again, four years of prior year revenue versus uh, uh, 
and actual expenditures. And on the right side, you have our budget and our projected revenue and our projected expenditures and how they compare to the budget. Right, and again, this is just a more detailed look. Our revenues are coming in um, as projected. We don't anticipate needing to use our prior year resources, and our expenditures are coming in quite lower than budget. So, other taxes is sales tax. In this, is that correct? Say that one more time. I'm so yes, sorry. That's the that's how the uh, um, right, but it, it's it's sales sales it's, tax. It's sales tax. So why? Why is this only down 41,000, but the general fund is down 2 million? As a percentage, it seems like they're out of whack. Should they be the same percentage? Not necessarily. Um, so sales tax, there are a couple components that make up our sales tax. So there's our Bradley Burns, and then there's also the county pool, whereas the Measure O revenue that we receive for the Measure O uh, sales transaction and use tax, um, that really is based off of point of sale. It really can't be affected by any other outside influences. Um, so I think that's part of it. Um, so the bulk of the, I mean, basically you guys are spot on, I mean, for the projection versus reality. But then we're down two million in the pool, potentially? Well, it's, it's mostly attributable to the pool. It's yeah. because the size of the pool itself has gone down, and then the percentage of, of direct sales attributable to all of the yes. localities changed because of uh, a point of sale change in, in our But basically, it's because the size of the pool has gone down. It has gone down, yeah. I mean, but essentially, this tells me you guys were spot on in terms of your projection. Well, that's also attributable to a flattening of sales of, of the economy mm -hmm. going all the way back to last spring. Okay, again, this is the same snapshot that we've seen on our two other funds we discussed. It's, uh, actual revenue versus actual expenditures for the four previous years and anticipated revenue and expenditures this year as compared to the budget as well. Uh, again, more detailed information. Um, it, this slide shows you the different revenue streams that are coming in for water and how they compare to our budget um, within reason. And uh, again, the use of prior year resources and also the expenditures in the various categories. So the ratepayers have used 1.1 million less water? Is that now that I can read that? 1.1. Correct. But not as compared to prior year, as compared to budget. Right. Yeah. Budget. So we're, we're selling less water. We're selling less than we anticipated when we created the budget, yes. But it's an enterprise fund, so it balances out in terms of, essentially. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't hear Does it balance out as, as it's an enterprise yes. fund? Yeah, so it doesn't, it, it balances in the wash, I guess. Yes. Okay. okay, again, once again, on the left side, we have 
four years of actual revenue and expenditures. On the right side, we have our projected revenue, projected expenditures, and how they compare to budget. Uh, again, just the details of the previous uh, higher level slide showing that uh, anticipated revenue will come in slightly higher than budget and our expenditures are again coming in slightly lower than budget. So how do we collect the same, how is wastewater even but water is down? Isn't it, aren't they a function of each other in terms of the rate charge for wastewater? They're, a, they're kind of a function of each other but wastewater charges are just a little different. It's, um, they have more fixed fees in wastewater than in water. So where water's more, a little bit more based upon usage than wastewater is. Detailed slides that we showed; mm -hmm. those are in the staff report, right? right? Yes, um, they are. We need to show them here; they're a little busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you could just focus on major violations. I mean, I, I think most people lose interest after property tax and sales tax uh, on it. So I think that's really the thing to focus in on, in terms of ups and downs. Mm -hmm. You know, there. Um, all the other ins and outs are. I was really just talking about water. Oh, water and wastewater? Just uh, I think everybody's interested in the general fund. Like you said, property right. tax, everything. Yeah. On the, I mean, it's just a, it's usage, right? I mean, it doesn't. But it's helpful to have that info. I thought it was helpful. Okay. I do have a couple questions going back. Um, one is a budgetary question. So the federal government doesn't seem to know how to do its job. Uh, balance a budget, have a budget any semblance of a budget. So if they shut down, how does that affect us? Okay, uh, a government shutdown, um, it, it doesn't have a, an immediate direct effect on us. Where it might affect us is if during the shutdown and they make decisions about balancing the budget, that they make decisions about reducing or calling back grants that they've awarded to other entities. So if there, are any, if there are any reductions, big reductions in some of those individual federal grant programs, and we happen to be the recipient or a pass-through recipient of some of those, it might affect some of our, our budget and our CIP projects. And then, uh, with regard to our general operations, it doesn't affect us at all. Yeah. And then in, in regards to slide four, uh, you, you mentioned the vacancy rate. Are we, have we reduced it to 5%? assumed vacancy rate or is it there we did we go back to 10 we have not reduced the vacancy rate this year we're at 8.5 percent in right. the current fiscal year budget um, we consider that to have been aggressive um, there's a possibility very very strong possibility to be reduced in next year's budget And then on slide six, you had all those uh, bubbles of the different funding sources. If you could just add grants. Grants. So, oh, yeah. that's a good one. I thought it was on there. 
Friends. Not that, that no, the, the bubbles, the... I thought I was going to be able to add those, yeah. yeah. I just want to make sure staff's getting full credit for any and all grants that we're receiving because that's federal dollars, state dollars coming back to us on it. And then I think you answered on slide 16, so anything over 60% is considered well-funded on the, the uh, uh, pension fund obligations? Yeah, that was one of my questions too. Slide 16, y yeah, uh, no, maybe it's the next Actually. slide. Yeah, the funding rate. So you're, is anything over 60, is that your target to be, or what? What's your target? Actually, the, the target is, is a CalPERS target. They would love to see all agencies at 90 or above. Okay. Yeah. What's realistically good? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, actually, our target is to get at that 90, but it's a, it's a long-term target. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and about the... Uh, the changes that we've made, like the ADP for the, the unfunded accrued liability, and the, and we pay it our mm -hmm. our yearly amount of that up front every year. Those are part of a long-term plan of ours to continually reduce that funded ratio, so that in 18 or 20 years, when all of these uh, amortization schedules reach their end, that we are at that nine. Actually, we're looking at better than 90 percent. Um, but it's going to take continued uh, commitment to those efforts that both the city council and the staff have made towards pension liabilities. Okay. I had a question related to that. You, we've we've did a payment ten million, right? Do you anticipate or foresee any other opportunity to be able to make that again? We 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 just got the opportunity to see the change in the balance sheet for the general fund, and we haven't made those calculations yet. If there's a significant enough portion of the unassigned general fund balance to support that, we we intend to do so. Yes. Okay. Wow. Ninety percent, huh? Okay. <laughs> you guys buy lottery tickets. <laughs> What's that? You buy lottery tickets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I bought one the other day and thought, well, if I win, I'll donate some of this to the city. <laughs> and so that, you know, it, it doesn't literally look like much there, but, you know, we saved 2.2% in that funded ratio in safety when we made that payment. That's really, really kind of significant. If you go back to slide, it's, it's a percentage of, it's a percentage of that, correct? Those are pretty big numbers. Yeah. Hmm. And I had another question just uh, in general, because I know at our goal setting session, the mention of multi-year budgets came up. And I don't recall exactly, I mean, is that something that you would recommend? Do we not recommend that? Like, what's your take I, on that? I, I wouldn't recommend it. Um, during that discussion Saturday, a statement was made that it would save time right. the second year. It does not. Okay. It, it, it doesn't save anybody's time. I've been, you know, we used to do a two-year budget. 
-hmm. And everybody that's involved in the whole budget process from January to June every year, just as much work is involved with a two-year budget as, gotcha. as with a one-year yeah. budget. That's what I was thinking, too. I, I mean, I, I, I kind of felt like you have to work hard at it anyway. It's not like you're going to relax on year two. <laughs> um, right. So I just, yeah. There's no value added to creating a two-year budget. What you're going to see as a result of doing that is just a projection of what that second year is going to be. And we accomplished that with that five-year outlook that we're going to bring when we propose the budget in April. Okay. Ask him if he wants to go to the federal cycle. <laughs> I thought about applying yeah, for a job. Yeah, do you want to go to the federal cycle? <laughs> oh, um... No. <laughs> yeah. um, which federal cycle? <laughs> I know. So, Daryl and I used to, Daryl and I used to work at, um, at an agency in Oklahoma together. Oh. And we, our agency, uh, out of a $400 million annual budget, about 60% of it was direct federal assistance. And so the federal cycles, everybody says it's from October to September. We had grants that started and ended in every month of the year, oh some of them gosh. in the middle of those months. So the federal, the federal cycle kind of changes depending on what that federal program wants to do. Right. <laughs> well, it's, it's evident in the, um, the SAFER grants. Um, right, that's right. Know, we received the SAFER grant. Uh, period of performance started in August, not October. Any other questions? If not, we'll move on. This is a, also a receiving file, right? Yes. Yeah. Great. So then we'll move on to item number four, the fiscal year 2024 biannual financial report. Oh, actually, they did that. We just combined oh, that. You combined it. Oh, yeah. no. So, oh, look at you. We are yeah. awesome. So any items for future agendas? I think we're full up. I think we're good, right? <laughs> Okay, well, um, staff, do you have any communications or anything you'd like to share in addition to? No, we're just working real hard getting ready for um, that next budget workshop. And Yeah, thanks for all your work. I I'm not a numbers person. I don't know why I'm chair, but... <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention that. <laughs> the, um, I think we need to do election of The chair. reports have just been very helpful and simple for me to understand in the way you explain it, so thank you. I wanted to say that. <laughs> we are Appreciate always open it. to feedback, we can, because, because it continues. We're, we're still learning the best way to present no, this information. Yeah. So yeah. if there's anything that's helpful um, as it relates to how we present it, yeah. we're open. So Appreciate that's it. great feedback. Thank, thank you. you. What are you mumbling over there? I'm just making sure you're in charge. We were talking about chair and vice chair. If, if possible, next, me next meeting we can have, if all three members are present. Oh, we don't do it today because... Well, it, there, there's, no, there's no need to okay. um, because it just sort of stays the same anyways. It's not changing members, but... Um, okay. I just want to make sure you stayed as chair. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll actually try to have another FAB meeting before we propose the budget in April. Okay, right. So, so we'll work Did you want to pick a date? Or yeah, you did you want to do that now or...? We had a we had a date that we were thinking about, didn't we? All right. So March nineteenth is budget workshop number two. So that's if we wanted to do the Thursday before, that would be the fourteenth. Oh, you know what? I'll have to check to see if the room is available. I was thinking about the proposed budget, having a fab meeting before the proposed budget. That would be the twenty third. So that would be April eighteenth. 
see if the room's available. So Derek, this is, might be a question for you. Do, um, do staff meetings have to be in this room, or can they be in, uh, what's that other one? Santa Cruz? Santa Cruz. They, they could be. I mean, this is the only room where they can be uh, streamed on YouTube and yeah, recorded. So tentative, April 18th? Yes, and then we'll want to also have a FAB meeting before we bring the budget for adoption in June. Right, okay. It's awfully close to the to the council meeting. It is. I wouldn't mind doing that. It just doesn't give us. If if you have suggestions right. for us after that fab yeah, meeting, it would be to make changes before the. We don't really have. I was going to go because the agenda is right? already posted. Yeah. I was going to go with April 11th. Uh, so. The deputy mayor and I both have our economic development, so we could roll in. Right after. It does look as though it's available April 11th. Okay. So if that works, that would. Do you like this time slot of? Yeah, it just, yeah. we can roll right in from Because we have the economic subcommittee right before. Okay. Great. Thank you. Do you have anything no. else? If not, we can adjourn the meeting. Yeah. All right. So meeting adjourned. Thank you right. very much. You're welcome. Thank you. What happened to Councilman Halter? He just called right now. I need to.